You're listening to the Fuck Yeah Nation Network. Welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy theme park podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician, apparently a hair cutter. <laughs> I cut hair now, guys, uh, as we all are learning to do, or maybe did know prior to the pandemic. Um, but, you know, we're living, we're trying, guys. I know this is a show about theme parks in life and right now in life uh, theme parks are closed they say Disney parks may not open till August it's a crazy time but uh, we're gonna make it through guys all right and this podcast hopefully provides you with a little info on theme parks some some escapism you know talking about these magical places and maybe a little laughter, you know? <laughs> we we talk about everything across the board, guys. We we talk about people's first HJs. We talk about people being beheaded on rides. We talk about love and life and everything that encompasses this. This is it. Okay, guys? So I'm excited to have you. We've got a great guest, Mr. Josh Potter, from the wonderful podcast, Your Mom's House, with Mr. Tom Zagura and Christina P. So get ready, guys. You're in for a treat. We got a good one. He's a hilarious comic. Um, started, uh, he was a DJ at one point in Buffalo, New York, and uh, other places. So we talk a lot about music. We talk about snow killing people. We talk about uh, alien encounter at Disney World scaring the bejesus out of children. And everything under the sun. It is a is a jam-packed episode full of a squash-buckling, rip-roaring, butthole-tearing episode. I'm excited. Uh, you know, we, Josh actually uh, reads us a little story, too, by uh, the great Pingo Potter, who is a Disney eroticist, uh, who we've had before with Mr. Keith Carey, Real Rich. You know, some people have really brought his work to life on the show, and I'm proud, proud to bring Pingo Potter's work to the masses so get ready guys you're in for a treat uh before we get to me and mr potter i thought uh i'd share some messages that i've gotten from you fellas uh and ladies um and my fucking phone is ringing sorry dad i can't answer doing the pod okay leave me alone no um i should have been aborted for i should get the coronavirus for making that fucking there's my improv skills right there guys um there went my 300 dollars 12 years ago (laughs) no uh look um that totally threw me off but i'm gonna leave it in because this show's real okay we get real even if it's a 40 fucking minute intro anyways me and josh potter coming up we're gonna give you guys a treat with your theme park memories and i am so glad to have you guys share them with us uh you've got got some really interesting stories from your theme park experiences so we're gonna get to that and then me and mr potter so enjoy guys here's your theme park memories theme park memories uh hi um i just uh 
Hi there, I wanted to leave my experience I had with uh, the Norway ride in Epcot Center. Um, so it's a, it's a, you're in a big Nordic ship, and I there's a big sudden drop, and um, I didn't expect it. And when I did, I got scared. I've never been to Norway, and somebody says, would you like to see where the Vikings come from? And I'll say... Norway, Jose, <laughs> if you're uh, also Mexican. Okay, thank you. I have enjoyed the show tremendously. Where's the thing? Theme park memories. Dude, one of my favorite memories ever of being at a theme park was this one time I saw Pennywise at the House of Blues at Disneyland. My girlfriend and I were circle pitting, and my girl accidentally elbowed this dude in the face. He called her a bitch. I stepped up to him. I said, dude, I'm the only one that could call my girlfriend a bitch. He backed down like a total chump. Dude, my girl and I fucked so hard that night. Theme park memories. So I was down at Carowinds, which is a theme park just outside of Charlotte. I was on vacation with my husband, Sam. And we were waiting in line for this ride called the Intimidator, which is themed after Dale Earnhardt. And I was waiting there, and there was two people behind me just chatting it up, so I started eavesdropping, and they were talking about the ride we were just about to go on. And they were saying something about how they thought it was interesting that they rebranded the ride. So I turned to them, and they said, hey, why do you think they did that? And they said, oh, well, before it was called something different, and someone got decapitated on it. So they thought it'd be in everyone's best interest to re to rename the ride. And I was like, oh, well, did they change it? And they're like, no, they just changed the name and the color. Oh, so the entire ride's still the same? Well, now, now, now guess who is intimidated? <laughs> it was still a fun ride, though. Theme Park Memories. Hi, yes, this is Terry um, from Terry's blog. And um, if you subscribe to my blog, then you know that I'm... A huge fan of, of theme parks, and you also know that I don't like to complain. And, and everybody knows that I have passes to all all the major theme parks in, in Southern California, and I crowdfunded them, so that that worked out very well for me. I did not have to pay for them. So I found out that Josh Potter was going to be doing a show at the Brea Improv, and he had mentioned uh, that he might be going to Disneyland. So. I went to Disneyland, and I thought, wouldn't it be crazy if I got to run into him? Now, I am a huge fan of his. I don't know a lot of comedy, and I know he's not famous, and, and, no, and nobody really, you could, you could mention his name, and people don't know who he is, but I thought it would be a worthwhile experience to, to brighten his day by letting him know that I'm a fan of his, and that would brighten my day, and then everyone would be happy. So I went to Disneyland, he was there, and I was very excited to see him, so I walked up to him. And he was talking uh, to two girls. One was a very tall blonde girl um, with a purple shirt, and one was a very short Latina. And they were—they were—I'm they, not sure what they were discussing. Probably his body hair and things that he likes to make fun of. It's very hard to tell. And he seemed friendly enough, but with those Coke bottle glasses, it's hard to tell if he's smiling or if he's frowning. So I just decided, hey, Terry, go up to him and just ask him. Say, hey, I'm a fan. Just to in his day. So I walked up to him, and as I was walking up to him. Somebody put their foot out, and I'm not sure what was going on there, and I tried to be paranoid, but I think they tried to trip me, and I fell into Josh. And as you guys know, I recently had uh, elbow surgery, and it was reconstructive, and it went well, but my elbow was still in healing, and Josh reached out to try to help me, but what he ended up doing was hurting my elbow, and he did not apologize, and I, I, I'm very upset at him, and so if, if, he, if you can get him this message, just let him know that my elbow is healing fine, and I'm still a fan, but... 
it's going to take a while for me to heal emotionally from this. And thank you for 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 for, for doing what you do and 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 making people laugh. But but your your humor has not got me through this injury, and it has not helped me right now. And I'm just wondering if you could just try to make the jokes a little funnier and try to make them more about what you with like hurting people. And how how can that be funny? How can it be funny that you could hurt someone's elbows so bad? When they're just trying to write your day and make you feel special. That, that, that's what I want to get across here. Theme Park Memories. This is Theme Park Minute with Zach Hellman. Fireworks dazzle us with thunderous sound as they paint the night sky. Yet... People have a tendency to forget that their colorful displays operate under the same basic principle as land-to-air missiles. For this very reason, Disney World qualifies as the second largest purchaser of explosive devices in the USA, trailing only the country's government. Disney doesn't release the official statistics, but estimates have approximated that it's likely between $45,000 and $50,000 for each show they put on. Trust me. It's all fun and games until somebody tries to annex Puerto Rico. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Well, here I am with me and Mr. Josh Potter! So, how you doing? Good. Hanging in there, you know, doing the best they can, I guess, just trying to kill the time. Yeah, man, it's crazy. This is a uh, unprecedented. Uh, I mean, I think it's probably been what a, a hundred years since something this monumental has happened. But I don't know if you've seen or heard things about the Spanish flu pandemic. Um, it. I don't think they told a lot of people what it was going on. <laughs> like, the, well, I mean, they didn't have Twitter back then to let people know, so it kind of just would. Uh wipe an entire tunnel they'd be like what the fuck is this you know it would just kind of arrive yeah and uh they didn't really have like what are they gonna put a guy on horse and go <laughs> next to the next town and tell him like uh maybe put a note on a pigeon's leg or something i don't know how they would get the word out but they, they had less of a the world wasn't as small in terms of communicating things and also air travel and things like that weren't um obviously invented yet so it was like one of those things where the fact that that spread as quickly as it did is insane considering the fact that people didn't travel nearly as much as they do now and that's probably most of the worry that's going on with this whole thing and why like there is a kind of an overreaction to it because of the fact that things can spread so much quicker now with air travel and with people going here there everywhere so i think that has something to do with the um the lockdown and all of that, you know what I mean? Like it, it's not, it seems like an overreaction, but it's it is one on by design because people are idiots and they'll go do shit regardless, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 funny that you say that because I had heard that when the Spanish flu went down, yeah, they didn't they didn't really tell people. It was a little surprise in your town, yeah. uh, but like baseball. And a ton of shit was still going on. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but it's pretty gnarly. There's like guys wearing face masks like on the mound and That's wild. Yeah, like I read Babe Ruth beat the Spanish flu twice and ke- and would be gone for like five days at a time. Like and from what I read, you would bleed out your fucking eyes. And- yeah, your lungs would turn blue and shit. 
They yeah, they were like cutting people open, and their organs were blue, and all this weird shit. Yeah, and he and he hit, he hit like I think eleven home runs or something, like with the Spanish flu. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I guess like yeah, I saw some like uh, Chinese leagues have started up, and they're playing with like no one in the in the crowd and everything, and like they've been putting like mannequins in the crowd with signs and shit, and like they keep getting like hit with home runs. It's pretty funny actually. I'm like, oh, that'd be. <laughs> we do that it'll be kind of fun yeah like that is something i think everyone's sort of just curious when life is going to open back up or what what they're going to do to uh you know bring bring some normalcy i know wwe still had wrestlemania or something i didn't see oh, yeah. it and then they fired half their roster the next day pretty much i mean they just oh, laid off shit they just laid off a bunch of wrestlers like a dozen or something like that so they're they said like their layoffs between their layoffs with creative and like other aspects of their company, they're going to like save $140 million or something like that. But um, yeah, it's crazy. They laid off a shit ton of people. Wow. That's crazy, man. And especially how big like the WWE got, I mean, they were doing movies at a time. Like they're it's, Oh yeah. They're still huge. I mean, their their most recent television deal is monumental with Fox. That's why they're so like, kind of uh up against it because that's a new deal and if that shit goes under they're fucked you know and the xfl folded and uh oh yeah that's right holy so shit they're just like bleeding money and now the president has decided to let vince mcmahon be the man who is uh, going to be the man in charge of opening up the country again the man who treats his employees like circus animals is going to be in charge of uh oh my god restarting the economy which i think will be a hilarious shit show oh yeah dude that's crazy i remember when the xfl was out because we didn't have football in la you know for for a long time and and i remember that uh and that sort of was supposed to fill the void and it did i fucking loved the xfl and now it comes back to break my heart again um, but you know, it's, well, it worked. It was working in St. Louis for that exact reason. They lost their team, and now they had a team of some kind. And people were going to the games a lot in St. Louis, and they were using that old dome and shit. And people were buying tickets like crazy. It was actually successful there. And now they just lost another football. Team, oh so. God, yeah. It and it's, you come from Buffalo, and that is a big sports town, obviously. Uh, you know, I don't uh, know why they didn't put XFL team in Buffalo. People would have went in Buffalo easily. Oh yeah, people would have went there a shit ton. I mean, I don't. Know. So they, I think they chose some stupid markets, but they, you know, obviously they chose densely populated cities and things like that. But in those places, people don't, they have a lot to do. Places like Buffalo, they covet things like that coming into the town because it's a new thing to do. You know? Yeah, yeah, and like. Especially uh, sports-wise. Oh, yeah. The uh, baseball, because there's a minor league team out there, right? Yeah, the Buffalo Bison. They were like, at one point, they were one of the more popular minor league teams back when they were the affiliate of the Indians. They were so good because the Indians were good. Oh, now yeah. They're, uh, Manny Ramirez era? The Blue Jays. Yeah, like the Chipper Jones Indians. Like oh, the, yeah. When went, you know, when they went to like the World Series and stuff in uh, the 90s they were and so the bison were their farm system and they had all these great players and uh and it was a lot of fun they would they won i think they won like whatever the fucking world series is for the midget World series league. whatever, yeah, whatever they call the it. AAA, <laughs> yeah exactly so 
they were they were extraordinarily popular. And then like at one point, people came like surveyors for MLB were like, maybe we should put an expansion team here. And then like April came around and it was still snowing. They're like, oh yeah, we can't. <laughs> the ground is still frozen. I mean, we can barely play minor league ball here. Can I put a major league team here? <laughs> Yeah, that's got, man, that is crazy. My uh, grandfather was from Maine, and he, he like, swore off snow for the rest of his life. Um, do you feel that way? But I know it's a fucking typical question of someone from California. I, mean, I, I don't miss, I don't miss the, like, it's weird because this all kind of feels like a snowstorm. Like, this is what happens during a, like, an intense snowstorm is you have to, you end up having to stay inside for a long time. And, but it's a little different. It's, like, communal. It's, like, you're... I mean, bars, obviously, would still stay open. So if you could, like, walk to a bar, you'd just, like, go, like, I'm just going to brave it and walk down to the corner of the <laughs> bar and sit at the bar. It's warm in there. I can talk to people, and then, like, I'll trudge back through the snow. So it's a little different, obviously, for those types of reasons. It seems more communal. And you'd all plan for it. You know, like, if you're dating a girl or something, you're like, oh, it's going to be... We're not going to have to go to work or school or whatever, so let's just let's shack up for a few days. Oh, dude, yeah. So, so it was always fun for those reasons where you just go, you know, you, you hear a snowstorm coming, you go to your weed dealer, you go to fucking buy a case of beer, and then you're like, all right, I'm set for, like, however long this is going to last, two days or whatever, and then, you know, you just hunker down and chill, and if the power goes out, it sucks, but if not, then you're, you know, you're living pretty, you know? Yeah, there's there's some things about this that, like, I'm actually... It sounds bizarre, but there's so there's some quaintness to it that I enjoy. Uh, but it is, uh, yeah. I mean, people are you know dying and everyone's losing yeah. their job, and it's well, that's completely the thing, yeah. With like a snowstorm too, you you don't you, you know there's like every time there is one, there's like a guy who dies of a heart attack because he's trying to like shovel, you know. <laughs> so they find him in a snowbank three days later. Like there's tons of incidents. Like we there was a snowstorm in the like mid two thousands. And people on the highway, the highway got all fucking jammed up and people were going so slow on the highway because of the, there's a whiteout condition. And so people were barely moving on the highway and the snow piled up so fast that it like came up past their doors. So people were like trapped on the highway, like buried basically. And, uh, so a bunch of people died in that one, but, uh. You, you know, we don't think about those, yeah. <laughs> those things. Like when we're when we're in, and we're like, oh, sick, school's canceled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't think about the man dying in a sn- in snow. You don't think about the poor guy trying to shovel <laughs> shovel his car out, and he has a heart attack, and then they find him four days later when the snow melts. Like, where'd Jerry go? <laughs> yeah. Well, he died horribly in a snowstorm, kids. Uh, that yeah, is just like clutching his chest and then like collapsing into a bank- snowbank and then being buried by the snow. As it- well, it's <laughs> that's great, man. I I don't know. I don't. It's uh, that's sadistic of me to laugh at a man named Jerry <laughs> dying in a it's snowstorm. Just a wild, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like that's how that guy went. Fuck. Yeah. You hear like you hear like other stories, like real morbid ones. You know, like kids. They find like kids in the snowbanks, like when they melt and shit, because oh, they were like shit. They would they would be like playing on top of a giant, like you know, because the plows would make piles. Yeah, uh, when they're like plowing a parking lot, so every parking lot, like in a strip mall or something, has these like mounds, like like two stories high of snow, basically, because it's just all the snow collectively. So kids would like go play in them, and then they'd like fall through, and not be able to get out. So like the snow would melt in the spring, and you'd be like, "Oh, there's a dead kid in here. This is, <laughs> this is fucking wild." Okay, dude, that sound, which also reminds me of uh, 
there's a huge death metal scene in um in in buffalo uh way back in the day i think me and you're the same age i was born in 86 uh class of four yeah so like I and you don't get these questions, especially from uh, you know you're on comedy shows. No one's gonna ask Burger out and ask you about how the fucking scene was. But I, I've seen some of the music you share. I'm like, yeah, we're the same age. You've probably, you know, uh, I mean, every time I die is from Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, obviously the most successful. But I used to do like uh, on Sunday nights on the radio station I worked for. One of my first shows was doing like a local music show. So Rad. I got to. I got into the scene from that, like, you know, because pl- I was playing stuff from the scene. So, like, you know, people would start sending in their shit. And it was always so funny, like, a band that would send in their stuff, they would have, like, you know, listening parties to see if their shit would get played on the radio. They'd ha- Then they'd, like, pass the phone around and call in and be like, you should play, and they'd request their band. And, like, <laughs> it, would, it would be like, what is going to happen? I'm, like, sitting here going, like, there's so many people who want to hear this band. Like, as if I didn't realize they were, like, all passing the phone around at a party right now <laughs> like like nirvana smells like team spirit was like the most earth-shattering song to ever be played on the radio i don't think it had this many requests the first time it got played. you know what i'm saying like, oh totally yeah <laughs> like, yeah completely what do you think is going to happen here i'm going to be like oh shit this must be some real fire I mean, <laughs> yeah you gotta hear this this is groundbreaking that i i had a funny experience i was like a roadie on warp tour and uh they had a stage set up for local bands to just go jam- or like anyone can go up and play and there was this just like fifth wave like i don't know there was a uh just diarrhea like noise like a pig the way they do the pigs the pig snork things whatever the, the just like i don't know what that is diarrhea butthole core i mean i love napalm death and like <laughs> butthole core butthole core like i love heavy fuck i mean i love black yeah. metal and grind core and all that stuff but like it was just it's a bunch of bro dudes that like got into it you know because screamo was so big so it was like right. this like derivative of these like these these jock dudes that would go up and uh you know, they, it was it was so bad, and they were doing all the karate stuff in the audience, and uh, like I I just was having fun and I was miming it, and I didn't know my buddy was filming me, but I was just doing physical comedy, like, uh, and maybe it was it was a subconscious thing, but of like Cannibal Corpse and Jim Carrey, that deleted scene from uh, Ace Ventura, where they, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's so fucking brilliant. I don't know if it was just something, but I was doing that and. I've never seen so many bald kids like want to kill me. Uh, I, I got like gr- yeah, elbowed in the balls, uh, and and it, it. I don't know, man. It's it's just it's so funny that the uh, like the 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 dumb shit that you do at shows, and I love that though. I love that sort of naive kind of let's just be fucking stupid kids, and uh, I kind of miss that. There's a lot of pretentiousness now, and I, I miss like kids going and just being absolutely retarded you know yeah i got i got jaded on it pretty quick uh i got like you know like because you know being in high school and shit it was you know like you said we'd go to shows and goof off and shit like that and then when i turned 16 uh, is when i started working at the radio station so then it was like free tickets all the time and it was like the best but then i got like burnt out on it i don't know what was the trigger but then i remember i remember just like being at a show for a band i wanted to see and like waiting in between bands and just going like 
this shit, I hate this shit. Like, I don't know why, what, I, what it was. I was just like, I don't, I don't like going to concerts anymore. Like, so, there was something about it, like, burned me out. And, like, also, I think doing the local music scene and just, like, the bands being, like, exhausting. Oh, like, yeah. Play, play, play my stuff, play my stuff, and, like, cozying up to you and, know, and you knowing that it's not, like, a genuine thing. They just want you to play your... Like, this guy's not buying me a beer because he, like, thinks I'm cool. He's buying me a beer because he knows that I have his CD and like, he wants me to play, you know what I mean? So you'd have that. So I'd be like annoyed by that part of it all. And I, plus I just like, I, I got on getting the radio so that I could just like be funny on the radio. Like I didn't really, I liked music and it wended to me getting like hired because I was like somewhat knowledgeable about what music we were playing. But at the same time, like I didn't give a fuck about the music. I only, I, I, <laughs> I cared about like just being an entertaining person yeah, and um, that was like what I set out to do. So like when it came to the music part of it, I, people were like, "Oh, you should, the, you know, your integrity or whatever." Like I would be like, "I don't fucking care about what <laughs> band gets played. I really don't." Like, <laughs> you know, there were bands that were cool and they had good stuff, so I play them. And then there were bands that, like, you know, what I mean, like, sure, I had the, I guess, the deciding, I was the decider, but I mean, like, I wasn't the people. Like, it's like what do you think is going to happen when I play your shit on Sunday night in Buffalo? Like you think your <laughs> career is changing? Like get a grip of what's going on here. Like, sure. It's cool. And maybe it'll help you sell some tickets in like a lo- at, the, at Mohawk place or something. But like at the end of the day, relax, you know what I mean? I'm not going to change your life by playing this shit shit. So calm the fuck down. So I got kind of like exhausted on the whole thing. Like even like warp tour and everything. Like I used to go as a person who just would go to like watch bands he wanted to see. And then I started going as like media coverage and that shit like just made me Ugh. hate it. You know what I mean? Like I there was some fun stuff like I rode a roller coaster with like Fallout Boy, like I was next to Patrick Stump and he was like shitting his pants because I guess he's like scared of roller coasters or something. But <laughs> uh and like yeah, I got to hang out with a few bands or whatever, but it like you know, it's not like it was people think backstage is like this glamorous oh. thing and it's just stupid. It's just a bunch of like meatballs lugging shit around and yes yeah it's not the exciting especially uh warp tour it, it depends you know people have this misconception you know if you're if you're doing anything in entertainment it's like the you know you're with the kardashians on a jet uh you know doing the the world's finest cocaine off a, a, a dead child or something but it, yeah. it's yeah it's not that fun uh, i i did work even, tour. even as somebody who's like gotten to like experience those types of luxuries like a like not the cocaine, but that's my point. Like when you fly in a private jet, you don't like you're not doing coke off of. Uh, you know what I mean? You're just flying in a private. You just it, hap- it just happens to be your mode of transportation. Yeah, you might be playing ball breaker or something. <laughs> yeah, on your phone. Yeah, you know, you're still just looking at Twitter and you know what yeah. I mean. Like it's no, not like totally. It's just so funny people's misconceptions of like we we always said that in radio too. Like people would be like, you think I get backstage pads? Like backstage passes aren't that cool. Like you oh. still don't have access to anything. And now you get to just watch from like you get to hear the music from behind it. Like it doesn't really make. Oh <laughs> it's yeah, not that great. Yeah, I got this is what this is the fun I had. I uh, I slept in a U-Haul for five days. Uh, lost like a hundred pounds. Uh, I you know no, no money. Uh, you know I, 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 I there was no no orgies attended. There was no it, uh, and and uh, Warped Tour had these. Uh, 
these barbecues every few days when there was an off day to the next uh when they had like a day off or whatever to go from california to fucking kansas uh so they would <laughs> you could get you know some food but the people serving you would like bug you for money they'd be like oh tip tip and i was you know a roadie on oh, the, yeah. yeah yeah and you guys are like i'm not you tip me dude i'm fucking this is like my biggest perk yeah you know? <laughs> yeah totally so it's not it's not the, it's like sure the like merch guy from armor for sleep might get his dick sucked <laughs> once in a while but it's not like everybody's like fucking everybody you know what i mean like yeah if you're not pete once you're not fucking getting groupies and shit you know what i mean like oh totally yeah it's it's hilarious yeah i i was on it and it was much later i was in my you know mid-20s it was like a day to remember it was that and which i wasn't really like connected to you know but they were killing it on that tour and it was kind of like i'm already kind of out of this thing you know like i yeah it's weird how you age out of that music like yeah i don't know and if then you... the nostalgia tours that come back from it like i've gone to a couple of them like i saw like taking back day when they like went back out and yeah like a couple of years ago now but like it's just weird like i went to an early november concert with my friend and it was like all guys our age and I'm like, some of these guys are dads now and like, you know, they have real jobs and like, we're listening to a band play music about like hating their parents, like 40 year old men are playing music and like, <laughs> my mom sucks, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's weird. It's just weird and it doesn't work. And it's like, some bands I guess can keep it going and you have like that nostalgia feeling, but it's just, I had that like weird feeling where I'm just like, this, this doesn't work anymore. Like, yeah. it's just not like... Yeah, I don't know how starting line would sound right now, you know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's awkward, uh, some of it, but and a lot of the musicians aged out of it too. I mean, they're like, I'm not like, even like Mark Hoppus has said, like, he's like, I, I, we don't play some songs because of the fact that like, we're not fucking kids anymore. Like we're not, you know, I'm a fucking dad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't resonate with me anymore as a human being, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like any, you know, we, we grow out of uh, some of our outputs and, and things, and it's just, uh, it's in the moment. And uh, I I was thinking about uh, amusement parks because I'm really good at transitioning, Mr. Potter. Uh, but <laughs> we, no, there, it, like, uh, actually, fuck. But we I, had Warp Tour at an amusement park in Buffalo, so. No it, shit, really. That's why I rode the roller coaster with, with uh, Flop, because it was like at the yeah it's a place called darien lake it has a con it's a concert like big concert venue and also next to it's like a giant amusement park so did you get a bumpkin like, on like the ride <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> no not that not i did i have definitely done that's like the amusement park that i've done the most things i'm sure of it because it's like my hometown one but um and really the only one i've ever really gone to i can't say that i've real amusement park enthusiast yes but, um, so so what amusement parks uh were in there's a few in buffalo right there is a couple in the area well there was um that was darien lake which was at one point a six flags ah. uh but now it's just back to being just darien lake it's independently owned again and there was also a place called fantasy island which jim carrey talked about like recently which was kind of wild like in an interview he was doing like press for his show, no kidding. And they were doing like the, you know, the thing where they sit in a room and like a bunch of people like come in and go out like every five minutes, yeah. do a quick interview. And there was one where it caught him talking about how his family used to like vacation 
in Buffalo going to Fantasy Island. And Fantasy Island is, like, the most ghetto amusement park you've ever fucking seen. <laughs> they haven't updated it since the 70s. So, like, it, it literally this summer, it, if it decided, like, I guess, like, just months ago, if, if it hadn't been for the fact that it closed just months ago, it would have closed because of all this. Like, this would have definitely been its death knell. The, the coronavirus but it, it decided like in january it's like we're folding we're closing like we're just gonna sell the land oh wow Dude, wow <laughs> because, what timing I mean, it just like it's just it was janky as fuck, but <laughs> it was like it was like really old shit you know yeah i love that though that's the kind of stuff anything that uh seems like there's uh it's life-threatening, um, not just the rides being life-threatening, but just the people and the environment. That's the kind of amusement park I'm always intrigued by. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, so the but the one that you grew up with was the Dar- Darien Lake? Yeah, that was, like, the bigger one. It was always, like, it had, you know, multiple roller coasters. It had, uh, you know, they were always, like, adding to it in the 90s. They were always making it b- bigger and better. And so that was the one, you know, I spent most of my, my time going to. In fact, like my cousins when i was a child all my older cousins like worked there and i thought it would be the coolest job in the world <laughs> and course. i always thought like when i when i grow up i want to work there too but it was just a bunch of dirtbag kids you know like then you become 16 and you're like oh okay i i don't want to do that job at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's like uh i had a dream of working at a, a kb toys or a toys r us it was like dude i could just work with my action figures all day but yeah it's yeah it's, I, I was just talking about that on a podcast earlier today about how i fucking as a kid was like i want to grow up and work at blockbuster because like i wanted to have my own shelf with like movie recommendations on it i thought that was like the pinnacle of success oh dude but uh, that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that's so funny like, yeah i want i want my own like because they'd have those shelves with like all the employees and eight like employee recommendations and it'd be like <laughs> you get a sh- a shelf would be like say my name josh and it'd be all my favorite movies i was oh, like that's man. what's up i Did, want that so bad <laughs> yeah I, I i remember i discovered a uh, softcore uh, pornography at blockbuster because they had this movie famalian uh, i don't know if you're familiar with that but it was uh maybe it was a regional movie but holy what smokes was it, called? it was called <laughs> famalian like mm. femalian yes it's uh Never heard of it. yeah it changed my life so i could see why <laughs> you would want to do that though because you'd be you know changing people's lives with those movie recommendations well yeah though it's like someone comes in and they're like i don't know what to do and then they like i get to be the expert that guides them like what are you looking for you know yeah yeah maybe they like femalian maybe they want to see a movie about uh kids being buried in snow um there the, that <laughs> That should exist. I'm sure some uh, German filmmaker has done a drama where kids die in snow. Um, yeah, where it's like the it's like the white villain. Oh yeah, the snow. What's that guy? <laughs> Lars. Why isn't there? There should have been some horror movie with snow. There hasn't been. I don't think where the snow is the the villain. Yeah, just ja- <laughs> j- that's great though. That's actually pretty killer. That's like a yeah a, a lost Roger Corman movie where it'd like be done with like. Uh, frank stallone or something and they yeah be yeah it's just called like white death or something yeah a grindhouse Uh, movie oh yeah that's that's fucking great that's a missing uh piece of cinematic history right there i i was just was never in any natural disaster movies either i noticed like they would never have like they always have like you know twister or like earthquake earthquake yeah snow's never people don't think of snow as like being uh but it but it can be i mean i've seen it it's fucking 
it can get wild. Yeah. <laughs> it, can be, it can be really scary. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's how uh, Cliff Burton died. I mean, fuck. Well, I mean, yeah, that was kind of, I mean, it was black ice for sure. But, uh, and that, I, dude, I mean, Tom, we ride around on a bus with Tom and I fucking have Cliff Burton in my brain the whole fucking time. Like I, you're sitting in these like drawers, essentially human drawers when you get to sleep in these like shelves and it's like, oh, God, I can't see outside. I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, you hear the thing hit the rumblies, and you think you're going to get submarine through the fucking thing. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, That's one <laughs> yeah, thing people don't think I, I don't, about. Like, I can't sleep on those fucking, on that fucking bus. I told Tom, like, dude, I cannot sleep on this fucking bus. Oh, like, man. I dude. fall asleep for a second, and I think I'm going to die. Yeah, that's I uh, uh you know, I rode in a van and um we woke up and the uh we lost uh the, the, we had done so much damage to the uh brakes um cuz we didn't have trailer brakes or something and melted the the brakes in the van so we couldn't stop and like I I woke up to that like hey, I can't stop the van. And we had to oh, do like, Jesus. yeah, we had to do an emergency Just slow down. Yeah, emergency stop. That was insane i mean we had so much road trouble uh yeah how do you even do an emergency stop you just slow down and then flintstone <laughs> it like what do you do well there's they have those uh like some some if you're lucky there'll be a highway or a or a freeway that, or uh you know it was it was by like a, a mountainside which is more terrifying oh, so you go up one of those um, yeah those truck things when they're runaway trucks yeah yeah, and so yeah, we yeah. did. We did that shit. I've never seen that or them utilized. I've never ever. seen. So, I saw a truck one time fly up one of those, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, it freaked me. Yeah, I was like, "That guy was <laughs> out of control." That's what happens when you run out of methamphetamine, for sure. Uh, yeah, like that guy. I remember just like it was kind of like we was like driving behind us, and all of a sudden I saw him veer off up that thing, and we were obviously ahead of him. So I was like. <laughs> I didn't get to see the. I didn't get to see like the aftermath, but I was like, Jesus! <laughs> I know it's a big, big rig. You know that that reminds me. Yeah, uh, seeing like a semi fly up one of those ramps, it's terrifying. Oh God! Like, you could go out the other side. I don't know. Yeah, especially violently. Yeah, these giant fucking monster trucks just smashing into a mountain. That's crazy. Yeah. It, like right now, because of the uh, the lockdown and the quarantine, I was looking at pictures of big rigs going into McDonald's, and it's oh, pretty amazing. Hilarious. Yeah, like crashing into them, or like oh no, <laughs> like just trying to get because there's they they have to get out of the, the car. Overhead, the overhead in the drive-through thing, like the clearance thing, they just ignore it and hit that. Like can't be <laughs> over nine feet. You ever see those? Like where they like are driving as fast as they can, and they go under a bridge, and like the entire top of their fucking big rig gets ripped off like a sardine can because they didn't they thought they could go under the bridge and it was too small oh yeah those <laughs> those are the best i don't know i had a weird I, don't, I had a weird phase where i was looking at uh like road road at like accidents and i don't know what it was i don't know what was going on in my life i was watching like car crashes are something that everyone's fascinated to watch i mean that's like you know yeah yeah i mean thursday wrote a song about it right uh speaking yeah of, yeah in a crap god how melodramatic was uh, the early thousands for for <laughs> that's what i'm yeah. saying man it just doesn't like resonate anymore people are like my life's fine now i don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there's no lasting power yeah no I, I, I think i think thrice had, had the most lasting power out of all the all, out of all those bands they kind of progressed Somehow. too they like they they uh I mean, they they sounded like uh, like uh, the doves or something at the end of their 
like run or whatever but uh yeah they yeah. like them and like brand new is my favorite band and oh, they've always yeah. seemed to like evolve with me growing like they didn't like none of their records sound like your favorite weapon or whatever so it's like yeah always evolving they've, they've changed uh, that's what always made them my favorite because uh, they like as i got older they seem to like get older with me you know oh totally yeah yeah they they all like um was the devil god and the devil and bob or what, that oh, yeah. album? god and the devil is like my favorite and then i like people shit on daisy but that's like my third favorite deja Tandu is like number two to me and uh then i put daisy at number three even i put your favorite weapon at the bottom even though that's like you know jude law and the semester abroad and the shit that sometimes people remember them from but oh yeah daisy, daisy had some like like grunge like it, it like had some it was heavy definitely angry yeah <laughs> it was definitely angrier than uh i mean god and the devil is pretty angry too but it was a little more cryptic and then daisy was like because i remember my friend and i like debated it and he was like it's just too screamy for me and i'm like i that's why i like it i don't know it's like they got that out of their system and then they came out with um fucking uh science fiction and people were like there's not enough screaming and i'm like well you know what do you want here i know that's sad man that's what happened to a a band from my hometown uh static lullaby they were really huge and then they they kind of don't get the uh credit like uh because they were like a early screamo like sensation and all these bands like under oath and stuff like they like changed their sound because of yep. static lullaby and then no one i mean no kids yeah, they don't know like, went a little more melodic and then everyone hated them yeah that's what happened they're yeah. like wait what they're trying to yeah, mature crazy. they all decided the to like, go a little melodic at the same time they all and, discovered uh, like, radiohead that's what happened well and- the thing that's <laughs> the thing that like one band that had to do it out of pure uh just necessity and unfortunate circumstances is Hawthorne heights i mean because Casey, their screamer guy, dies. Like, yeah. All of a sudden. And then, like, I mean, that's half their sound. Then they were like, we're just going to continue on as a foursome without a screamer guy. And people, those other those albums they put out after Casey are terrible. Like, not, they are not, they're like unlistenable. Like, oh, God. I feel, I feel bad, but I mean, like, you're definitely missing a big piece of yourself here. Oh, yeah. All this shit. Yeah, totally, man. They should just hire like a monkey or something to scream. Well, then they, they did actually end up at some like once they started like touring for nostalgia's sake for their old albums. They're like, we can't play Nikki FM without a guy who screams. So they had to like go find a guy. And they just look- they, got, like, <laughs> they got like a new guy in the band. That'd be good if they just got like some some like uh, like circus clown or just something yeah, super they were, ridiculous. Or they just had like a soundboard that just played his parts, his vocal parts. <laughs> That'd or, be like, like made a Casey hologram. Oh, oh man, the hologram. Oh man, yeah that 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 whole thing with with uh, Tupac that almost spawned a, a whole era of new entertainment. Man, I oh I mean well get ready and now that this new world and people people are <laughs> going to continue to be scared to go do things. Uh, we might have hologram entertainment all the time. Oh People yeah, zoom into a thing or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, it's fucking wild. It is. It's it's really wild. It's it's a it's a weird transition. And I um you know I I work at a grocery store, so like for me, wow, yeah, you're like on the front lines. You're like a you're like a fight. That's like saying I'm a fireman right after nine eleven. You go around <laughs> and get some like pussy for that. Oh man, I don't know, dude. It is it is uh, it is pretty. It's pretty funny, man. I saw 
uh, the world like take a shit the day Tom Hanks got it and the NBA was canceled. It was like I was watching a fucking movie. I knew like I was I was more terrified like then around that time than I am now. Although, you know, oh, there's yeah. so much horrible shit going on, but I was like, well, now it's like, feels normal almost. Yeah. You got eased kind of. into it. You're, you're, they, they've been doing these steps to kind of like, you know, it, yeah, we're, we're used to it, but then it was like so jarring. I'm like, wait, what? There's no NBA, huh? Like it was a real, real tidal wave of like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, uh, I did shows with Tom in Vegas, uh, like the weekend of the 7th of March or whatever. And that was like, there were articles coming out like the NBA might play games without people at them. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. And, uh, then like, you know, we did the shows and everything and like we went home and right, you know, the next week it's like, it starts getting crazier and crazier. And it just like, I remember Rogan had on that doctor and I think I oh, want, yeah. I, I honestly think that was like the tipping point was that doctor being on Rogan saying the things he said because honestly I mean like that's when shit ramped up like right after that drops oh so yeah I feel like that had so- I feel like it had some influence on like the public's like, oh, perception yeah, yeah it was I've dude I felt the same way and I remember this clearly because uh, there's like these pivotal moments in all of this that I'll never forget and that was one of them because I watched it because I like when when anyone listens to, to Rogan or watches Rogan, it's like oh there's gonna be some like logical discussion on something I'm gonna feel yeah. it e- I'm gonna be put at ease right now <laughs> and I don't nope. know if you felt the same hell the fuck no no I was that guy terrified the temperature of fire like in nerves oh and, my like I was with Rogan literally like days before that uh-huh. And I remember him going like, like saying, like, cause we were all kind of like, huh, what do you think's going on here? Like, what do you think they know that we don't know? Like, cause you know, still back then, I mean, I was even of the ilk, like, ah, you know, it's the flu's worse for you or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, it was, con- that was the, yeah, everyone, we're going to shut down the fucking country for this, you know? I mean, yeah. But, uh, so it's like, but then he, I remember him saying that going like, what do you think? What do you think though, that they're having these discussions that they're planning that they're not telling us and i was like huh and then like this all fucking went you know the way it shakes out it's it turns out to be the most wild thing to happen in like you said a hundred years or whatever yeah it's very surreal it's uh but you know we're we're keeping on we're finding our ways like uh, you're playing baseball doing pretty good i think i mean uh we're staying below the thing and yeah, we're not I having mean, any uh, like flattening. Yeah, we're not having any uh, illegal spring breaks, you know, like in Alabama or you know church orgies. <laughs> uh, where yeah, yeah, people here are definitely like maintaining the distancing thing. Like I still go for walks without a mask. Like I carry a mask in my pocket to like go in because now you can't go into anything. Like, as of like last, I want to say like as of this past week, like Monday, I started seeing signs on everything like no no mask no entry type signs. Yeah. And uh, so I carry one with me to like go into a place to buy something. But other than that, I'm just like walking around and I feel like people are kind of judgy or whatever, but it's like, Oh man. Well, in, in, in LA, of course I, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I get it. Like I, I definitely believe, uh, in the, in the process and what they're doing. But yeah, I mean, fuck dude, you, you gotta get your, I mean, I, yeah, like, I'm not going to give it to you if I, fucking walking by it with a fucking you know what i mean like yeah there's been disproven like 900 times already yeah there's there's uh, still out (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i'm working with these i'm like literally i've probably 
like I've be- definitely come in contact with people that probably have it, but because I'm wearing a mask, I'm wearing gloves, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not blowing any. But I actually heard you can't get it from from getting getting uh, a beach. You can't. Uh, nope. Yeah, so if someone has coronavirus and you want a, a, a little little blowjob, <laughs> you'll yeah. be A-OK, you man. You'll get it. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel, I mean, this is just a wild theory basing off my deductions of things, and it's not obviously educated in any way. But I feel like, I mean, this thing has obviously been here since, like, November. So oh, it's yeah. like, if you hadn't gotten it by this point, especially now that we are all distancing and all of this if you haven't gotten it by now, I don't think you're gonna get it. You know. Yeah, we're doing we're doing a good. It feels good uh, uh, that we're we're taking these these steps, and you know, obviously, like it's just such a big mind fuck and a crazy tidal wave. Uh, like this show is usually about theme parks, but all of those things are closed unless it's like Russia or you know, oh, yeah, yeah, in Michigan with. So the, you, this show is typically about theme parks. <laughs> well, well, it's it's uh it's it's about theme parks and life, Mr. Josh. So we 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 cover all That's fine. I didn't realize it was about I mean, we can talk more about theme parks. I oh no, well I you from that, but No, no. I love this. It's about it's about life, man. All this and yeah. you know, a virus killing off the human race is definitely about <laughs> life. So it's I I was trying to make a very sloppy transition into uh you said earlier that uh you've 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 done you've you've uh lost some innocence at an amusement park is that am i correct oh yeah i mean i don't know if it's lost some innocence or taken some or what but <laughs> i uh i've definitely hooked up on amusement park rides and i oh yeah when i bring it up people i'm like people, some people act like astonished i'm like really like at you're the, not alone the ferris wheel at the very least of course i got a little creative and probably did it on some rides that you you or you meaning the collective you probably wouldn't risk it on but i you know i didn't give a shit i was a kid yeah so oh yeah like, where wherever you know i feel like that's yeah. coming back right now i feel like a lot of people are acting like teenagers like if you're if you're gonna do anything you know it feels like it's uh you're hiding from the parents or something you know it's like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. now there's cameras and shit though but it, back in the 90s i mean i feel like it was easier i never really got in trouble or anything like there was this uh one ride called the nightmare and what it was was it was a indoor roller coaster so basically it was like a wild mouse roller coaster type uh thing like it was nothing different about it than those like little wild mouse roller coasters yeah but only this one was inside of a dark like what they made it out to look like a, a mine mm-hmm. so it's like you're in a, a mine shaft or whatever and uh the line like while you wait in line for it was throughout this like cavern like you go inside the building so you're waiting in line in this dark line, and I remember definitely fingering a girl in that line, like a hundred percent. Not on the not on the ride, but on the in the line on that one. But uh, but if if you haven't hooked up on a Ferris wheel, I feel bad for you. Like right, life. you're not alive. It's like one of those things. It's like fucking in a car or something. Oh yeah. Oh totally. I mean yeah. There's been plenty of people on here that have uh, talked about some stuff where I'm like, God damn, I don't know how you did it because you're talking about you're in a line. It's dark. You know, you can kind yeah. of get away. With it. But yeah, uh, I had a Keith Carey on, and he worked at Disneyland, and he had full-on sex while operating a auto uh, uh, animatronic Mr. Potato Head, like at work. And wow, See, yeah, that, that's like you're working there though, so like you, you know the ins and outs. Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. You if know, you're this... uh, just like riding it. I know at Disney World, especially, they have like infrared cameras and shit. Like, oh yeah, I've, I've never gotten 
uh, busy at Disney World. Um, though I wish I, I would like to someday. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never gone with like a woman before. Well, yeah, so yeah, you 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 would go with your family because you don't. I was like live a kid. In, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. don't live in Florida, so like, yeah. But now you right. know you've got. Got some opportunities, my friend. There might be a bucket of a, a fuck it list. It's so funny. My family, my family has like my parents were like duped years ago into like going to one of those seminars, like where it's like you get a free weekend in Hilton Head if you, but but you have to spend five hours in this seminar, and it was like a timeshare pitch. Oh. And my parents actually like walked out of there <laughs> buying timeshare like for Disney. So like they had it though. There for it was like after ten years, your grandfathered in or whatever. So you just have it forever. And so we still have it, and my sister and my mom go and use it all the time. And I like, I said one time, like off the cuff, I'm like, "How come I never get to use the Disney uh, timeshare?" And my mom's like, "Do you want to go to Disney World alone? Like, when do you got like you travel for work all that? Like, when are you going?" And I'd be like, "True, very true. Like, <laughs> I have no desire to go at all as an adult man." alone with like my friends or whatever like yeah if you like if you're dating chicks see that's the that's the thing some people they can't grasp because you know i grew up in southern california so disneyland was just you know on the freeway and like it's a part it's like well, there's something to do yeah exactly yeah so you take chicks there you'd i mean it's it's a part of the the culture so it's kind of less like strange like oh yeah but but yeah definitely i mean dude epcot as an adult uh is it's crazy fun for sure like i've gone to the food and wine festival at epcot with my cousins we did that was the last time i went i actually did use the timeshare one time uh with my co- my cousins they brought their kid it's like my cousin gary and his wife and uh they brought their kid and it was me with them you know so like yeah. it was still kind of weird but like i was providing the time we had like the best timeshare we used like all the points or whatever and got this crazy villa so it was fun we just like you know, I just got high and like walked around with them and shit. But like, we went because of the food and wine festival at Epcot, and that is a real fun thing to do. If you ever get the chance? I don't. They do it out here too, but I don't know what do they call it because it's not at Epcot. Yeah, so it's, it's at like, a yeah California you don't go, adventure like, around the world or whatever. You just like drink at. They just have like California vendors or whatever. Well, it's it's uh they still have like the multicultural thing. Like they still be like, oh, have some German chocolate, you know, whatever. Uh, beer yeah they but over there uh you're it's cool because like you get you know you can be in sweden or wherever yeah it's elaborate it's like so many different things and it's so possibly indulge in all of it but it's so much like you said yeah and i think i saw family last time i went there was a a guy (laughs) it was like a group of people they're all they're all adults and they have like matching shirts and um it's like they look oh those people are the hilarious the people that are like we all have to wear the same shirt, like airbrushed <laughs> bullshit shirt. Yes. That says like O'Neill family 07 or whatever. And oh, yeah. Whatever year it is, 2020. I don't yeah. know why I said 07. But. Yeah, they're fucked though. Uh, the 2020 yeah, family. I couldn't imagine doing that <laughs> shit. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's that's uh, takes it to another level. Uh, there, I saw, yeah, one of the dudes in, in one of those groups. Um, I think was shitting his pants, like sitting, <laughs> sitting down. He was so shit faced, and it's funny because Epcot, you kind of you forget s- somewhat where you're at because like there's there's you know there's women from all over the world. There's all these like it's like sexier now or something as an it adult is. like I mean, seeing well, yeah, it. It's, it's it is adult Disney World because at Magic Kingdom you can't even buy a beer. There's yeah. no alcohol. No. So it's like you go to Magic Kingdom and you're like, all right, this is for the kids or whatever. Then you go to Epcot and it feels like. Well, now I'm on vacation. You know the adults. 
So like, I get to go into some space ride and stuff. I always thought Epcot was the best, even as a kid, because they had some like wild, like futuristic y rides. Like, oh, there's yeah. a ride that they they do, they demolished it and they put up the uh, what's that like race car thing they have now? Test track, or test whatever. track, yeah. But the thing that used to be there was just like you'd sit in this little pod and it slowly move around and it told you about like what the future like it'd start like at the invention of the wheel and it would go and like eventually you're in space and like you're living in space. You know, it was like yes, dude, that uh, ride history through technology or something. I don't know. Yeah, Epcot was pretty amazing to me. That's like the shining jewel of Disney World because well, and and I, I really like Animal Kingdom too. But like uh, that that one is just like some of those. It's like a Tomorrowland, but like continued. And then there's the yeah. uh, World Showcase. But I love that retro Disney stuff, like the uh, like Carousel of Progress. Even if it's like the animatronics arm is falling off, or right. you know, they might say Jap or something in it. Like there's something just very uh, endearing about the old like Disney animatronics. Like what's the one in th- the this the globe or the sphere oh fuck What's oh that? yeah like with the dinosaurs and shit i forget what it's called yeah right? when man was when jesus was born i think jesus exactly. might be in it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it has everything it's like the dawn of the big bang and all that shit like yeah I my think- favorite one was when i remember going as a kid and now it's the lilo and stitch ride or something i don't know or like Dude. Lilo and stitch experience but in yes. magic kingdom they had tomorrowland and in tomorrowland they had like i think it was called alien encounter uh, yes and that was the most terrifying <laughs> ride I've ever been. I've never been scared of a ride before. That thing made me shit my pants. And the fact that it's a Disney World yeah. is always so crazy to me. Because so, it was like a terrifying ride. I know. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that was my next question. Because I've had a few people on the show that have gone to Disney World in that time frame. I went to, you know, being from here, I didn't go to Disney World until much later and uh, it was gone and I'd heard stories of it and I'd heard about it in the late 90s from my friend who went and I'm like, You're, you, I just thought it was bullshit because it sounded terrifying the way that he described it to me. So that Alien Encounter uh, was supposed to be an Aliens ride, like the movie Aliens, because at the time... Yeah, it was based off that. Yeah, they just ripped it, because Michael Eisner was just trying to... He, like, his son was like, oh, this is just kid shit. That's why they made uh, the Star Tours, Indiana Jones, uh, Tower of Terror, all the Test Track, all that, like, you know, the dinosaur ride, which is equally fucking terrifying but that 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 uh that alien encounter ride i'm so glad you're the first person i've had on it that actually went on it i've had plenty of people that are like oh my parents didn't like put me on my dad took me on that thing (laughs) and he didn't know what the fuck it was and when we went in there it was like what the i was like what is like you think you're at disney world there's no chance you're in danger i mean as like an eight-year-old i'm saying like you're like i'm at disney world the happiest place on earth then you go in this fucking thing and it is so it was so well done that it made me freak the fuck i mean like oh yeah this thing was like you'd sit you'd go inside a thing and basically you sit in a circle room where it had a tube in the center and you sit down and they put a thing like you're going on a roller coaster where your legs are are uh dangling like that type of harness comes down on you and so you're like latched into this chair and you're watching this like woman on a screen talk about an experiment they're going to do. They have like this cute fuzzy alien that's like adorable. They're like, we're going to send it. <laughs> now we're going to show you our new technology where we send send it to you or transport it from this planet to this planet. And they accidentally send like a scary alien. 
and <laughs> the thing like shows up in the tube and you're like they're like all right everyone just stay calm it's a bulletproof uh glass <laughs> i mean it'll and then it breaks out and like shit goes berserk all the lights go out and everything and they have it like you can hear it and feel it like walking behind you like through like you know sound technology and like r- vibrations and stuff and they have it so it like breathes on your neck and shit and like you can feel it like it's tongue and shit like it spits on you oh my god and dude it was fucking <laughs> ter- i remember like crying my i remember walking out of there being like what the fuck was that yeah it's like yeah he didn't like that one too much yeah i was like <laughs> No shit, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it's it's yeah. People die. The whole experience of it was so elaborate, like for a kid. Yeah, I, it's actually like you look back on it, you go, "That's a great ride." Oh like, yeah, they fucking that, took it. They took it down. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Too many people get scared. Yeah, <laughs> it was so kick ass. Uh, from what I've seen, I mean, I didn't go on it. I went on the Lilo and Stitch version, where like Stitch burps uh, and like farts chili dogs on you, but it's not the same tone. <laughs> yeah, no, they 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 made it different. Yeah, all the, like, yeah. Like, Maybe we shouldn't scare the shit out of children. Yeah, I know because. It's in Matt like Magic Kingdom is the most PG. I mean Disneyland here is like a it's like a like to me it's the greatest hits. It's got like all of these different I mean there's some more adult like rides. Well they like, just kind of like compounded it all into one Yeah, so thing, you know. Yeah, and so there there's kind of room to sort of like uh there's room to 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 have some really uh, experimental kind of strange like stuff and and I think like that ride being in Magic Kingdom is so fucking hilarious because you're like oh let's go on the you know let's go on the teacups or yeah what's this alien encounter great and then yeah fucking horrifying um, shit's getting serious out there um, I, you know another thing that was like disappointing about like the Orlando thing was like I always loved Universal like studios not oh the, yeah Islands of I went I went to Islands of Adventure one time that was fun and everything I mean the Hulk ride I mean it was very modern and the Spider Man one's cool and shit but like there was something really like retro and kitschy about Universal Studios and they had all the these like like kind of like like I said kitschy rides and then they just one year they just refaced the whole thing they got rid of Jaws they got rid of Back of the Future they got rid of the Twister ride I mean like all the classics just gone all at once and i don't know what they i know they replaced back to the future with like a simpsons ride and yeah i don't know what they did with jaws uh the the fucking twister ride became the jimmy fallon like experience or something <laughs> yeah yeah it's all it's all uh gutted a lot of that stuff that had like a lot of character uh yeah i mean i haven't been to orlando that's like on my my bucket list uh but yeah, I saw the Jimmy Fallon ride, and I mean, there used to be like a Hanna Barbera ride. I think there was like a, I mean, yeah, e- there was, it was really like, and they had like the Terminator thing where it was like a three D. Yeah, it's the future, nineteen ninety three, where you can talk to someone across the globe. Well, yeah, that was the thing that they really fucking. <laughs> it got kind of like played out after. I mean, I saw I went last time I was at Universal Studios was two thousand and seven. Yeah, and uh, the, the yeah the. I, that's where I actually learned the Terminator ride was where I learned, oh, yeah, I have one eye. I can't see in 3D anymore. So I, was, <laughs> I went in there and I'm like, oh, I can't see any of the effects. So, Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, oh, this. And then when you f- see it like without the glasses, you're like, this looks so dumb. <laughs> you're like, this is like, it's like little flashes and little tricks. Like, it's silly without the, without the 3D part. But, yeah, then it got like, you know, technology in real life 
surpass that of uh, Skynet. But it is fun. They were talking about. Yeah, if you yeah if you look at that though, it is always fun because you get a. You get some funny actors too. Like uh, I remember, there was a uh, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger was like fat, and then there was like some chick that played uh, John Connor. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, like, that shit <laughs> always makes me laugh. I always love the local versions of that too. Like a Darian, like they would do, they turn that nightmare ride that I fingered a girl in. They turn that into like a Batman. Oh show. my god! Like they just like reformatted the building and made it like a Batman show, kind of like the Terminator one. Yeah, and like yeah, the guy that would play Batman is like you know afterwards he'd be like smoking pot in the fucking parking lot or whatever, <laughs> like <laughs> like just real like dirt balls. I I had a friend. Fantasy Island was even more wild. It was like they would do old western like shootouts, and they were uh-huh. doing that shit since like the fucking seventies, and they never like updated it. And I knew like three stand up comics that played cowboys in that at one point. Oh, that's like, great. Yeah, the, yeah, the, it's uh, you know. I, I feel like people there's there's a place in in our hearts for amusement parks and uh you know when when shit opens up again uh have you gone to Disneyland since you've been here by the way I've never been to Disneyland in the California version no I haven't done any I haven't really done anything since I've moved here in terms of like I mean I know you'd be hustling the fun things yeah you'd be doing your thing man yeah, all, I really haven't done anything fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're all doing it and this is you know what sucks about this too because I'd be like hey I know someone that works there that, that could get us in or there's a lot of things that you could do but then you're like oh wait nothing's fucking open right now great yeah, exactly <laughs> but uh I hear that man I mean I used to work in an office like when I first moved here for a couple months and uh-huh. they used to give like discount tickets to uh magic mountain but i never took them up on it because it's like it seems like it might as well be on mars i don't drive (laughs) it seems so far away yeah uh santa santa clarita i think yeah i mean dude uh it's it's great to have you on the pod man it's kind of it's it's great to have a a convert it's the first time uh, having a good conversation with you so i i I, uh yeah for sure i enjoy this man i um i had something uh kind of fun planned i usually have like a game with the guests or whatever and uh i had a a short story that i thought because of your time like as a sex worker you know i thought Uh you might actually be able to illuminate this uh this short story uh there's a man um (laughs) a grown man who writes disney erotica uh and yeah yeah (laughs) of course a grown man does it yeah and um it's mainly uh uh, lesbian scenarios and uh it's literally it's literally 40 pages of disney porn and it's all different stories each page and uh it's really remarkable it's uh that sounds like i need something i need to investigate yeah i mean like there's things that's up my alley yeah there's things that change literature uh you know like uh, there's this is definitely one of those monumental things, and I'm glad I could I could uh, bring this to light to you. But it, uh, I'm gonna send you if you don't mind. I can send. Fuck, I, I'm, this isn't so smooth because I don't know if I could do this while I'm talking to you through the messenger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, maybe. Uh, I don't know if I can see it either through it. <laughs> um, I'll, here I'll send it to you through the through the gram if you don't mind. Okay, cool, okay. cool, cool. But yeah, I so I'll preface this. Um. It, so yeah, this dude is uh, writes this literature. It's it's real steamy. Um, I think actually I, I kept in his uh, disclaimer. So please read that as well. So I'm gonna send that to you right now through uh, Instagram. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I think you can really bring this to to life and all of its sexual steamy glory. 
Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up here. Okay. Let me send it to you. All right. So, what do you want me to read this? Okay. Yeah. So, but by the way, his uh, he he uh, says this at the beginning of everything where he uh, he gives a disclaimer that English is not his first language. So. Oh, that's good. Yes. Who's Jane? Okay. <laughs> I don't remember uh, Jane. Jane's from Tarzan. Tarzan. Oh, okay. So yeah. he crosses his uh, movies up here. Up yeah, there. it's for the fans. So, I'm, you want me to read this part then, eh? Yeah. Okay. This contains lesbianic erotic content and hints of steamy sexual intensity. So if that disturbs or offends you or your, your child, do not... Don't. Do not don't. Continue reading. <laughs> This is for grown adults only. Also, bear in mind that this is all fiction and nothing is to be taken seriously. Seriously. Bell and the story of Bell and Jane. I'm Bell. Bell shook Jane's hand. What are you looking for? Um, I am very interested in animals and going to see some gorillas in the woods very soon, so I'm just getting some information on them first. Jane said very eagerly. Bell wasn't really listening as she was hypnotized by her pretty blue eyes and cute nose cool she just said (laughs) i really like your outfit thanks says jane with a beautiful smile i like yours too you should see it off bell said and winked at jane who kept smiling and her eyes got a little wider i sure would like to i don't know what that means she said and winked back fast forward 10 minutes of aching flirtatious winking tension jane sat and down and on floor again started <laughs> liking bell's pussy again while bell was laying on the couch again with her it seems like this guy gets real hot and bothered and then his spelling and grammar gets progressively worse as he gets more <clears throat> she moaned loudly she was a real screamer and jane was really good at licking hers pussy <laughs> fuck yeah jane this feels so good this guy's not creative. <laughs> Belle held on to Jane's head, and her whole body was moving back and forth. Jane licked her clit meticulously. Wow, he got that word right. <laughs> Bring and Belle was having an intense orgasm. God, Jane, you lick me so good. Fuck. Fuck me with that tongue. God, yes. Jane licked her own fingers, rubbed the clit rapidly, and licked her from top to bottom again. And by bottom means asshole. <laughs> Belle was seeing stars, and her whole body was twitching, and she caressed her boobs while having an orgasm. Jane was not slowly slowing down either, with neither the licking nor the rubbing. Belle releases a little queef. Interesting detail. Jane spanks Belle's ass. You naughty, naughty girl, you deserve it to be spanked. You should sit on my face. And that's where it concludes. <laughs> this guy's not creative at all. He didn't, like, I mean, Belle, you know, like, he didn't bring in any of the animated inanimate objects he didn't bring in the fact that jane is like in the jungle i mean like that there's so much meat on that bone that that guy left (laughs) but like i said it just seemed like through uh his spelling and grammar that he just furiously was masturbating at a certain point and you know spelling be damned you'll get what i'm saying yeah yeah he he was he was multitasking for sure doing some of his work which is a technique that some people use and you know there's the, at like uh, flaws and all. Uh, there's passion behind his writing, so I commend him on that. Well, he well he clearly cares about the subjects, but like I said, he doesn't really. Uh, he's missing where he's coming up short is the fact that he's not really. Uh, 
He's not illuminating. He's not painting a picture, really, right? Well, he's, he's not bringing their their character. I'm not, I'm just they're just two. It could be two, anybody that was doing those two things that they were doing. And uh, if it's Bell and Jane, you got to make it uh, adhere to them. You got you got to have some verisimilitude. You got to have some truth behind their actions, you know. And so Bell's got to be all like, <laughs> I'm trying to read a book and. Jane's like I don't I know I have some books in my my pants or something like that you know what I mean I don't know something I'm just riffing but yeah 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 he doesn't have any he doesn't bring any of the universe into it it's just it could be any two chicks named Belle and Jane (laughs) yeah exactly it's very it's not creative at all I like all the beast doesn't lick my pussy this good you know stuff like that like (laughs) where's that aspect of it like he really just ditched the uh the actual Disney theme and Really, just use their names. Yeah, he has a universe of Disney stuff to play with, and that's exactly. all. Exactly, yeah. and he all he painted was a simple image that could have been any Bell and Jane. He just used their names. It's uh, it makes Man. me sad that he didn't like explore it more. Well, I, dude, I, uh, I had uh, one more uh, thing, if you don't mind. Uh, uh, this this will be the last uh, uh, segment on the show. It's something that sure. I actually was was sent to me. And it's pretty remarkable. I don't know if uh, if you're uh, f- if you have any recollection of warning the world about the coronavirus uh, prior to all this, but uh, apparently you had a roast battle with Carrot Top uh, at the comedy store um, in January, and this was sent to me by uh, someone. So uh, yeah, I I don't know if you have any recollection of that at all. Um, I mean, no. Well, I've definitely never done a roast battle, let alone against Carrot Top. But uh. (laughs) well, well, someone actually sent me a a transcript of the battle. So, um, if if you wouldn't mind reading that, this is. uh, Oh yeah, is this in the thing as well? Yeah. (laughs) Hold on here. Let me pull it out. Oh boy, here. Let's see. What a transcript! Oh boy. Yeah, it 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 scrolling to the top here. Okay. All right. Oh shit. Um. All right. So where do I begin? Uh, just to the the In top. Media's comedy store belly room, cold January at midnight, Tuesday. Crowds are chanting battle, battle. That's a packed house. The crowd consists of a variety of characters from neighborhood bum, soccer moms, men's in suits. An alien and Japanese school children. The panel is made up of celebrities, Roastmaster General Jeff Ross, Tom Hanks, and UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He's there? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> host Brian Moses is eating an eclair and decides, let's roast. Battlers, legendary prop comic Carrot Top and Josh Potter stare at each other, snarling. The room has gone dead silence. The gargling from their throats can be heard at the back of the room. They're out for fucking blood. <laughs> Carrot Top. Josh Potter never heard of him. Oh, this is him doing a joke about me. Oh, yeah, this is Carrot Top. This is Carrot Top's joke. Josh Potter never heard of him. Must be Harry Potter's <laughs> retarded cousin. Good one, Carrot Top. That would be about what I expect. Uh, Carrot Top puts on a Harry Potter wig and grabs Potter's glasses, placing them on his face. He pretends to fly. The crowd eats it up. Carrot Top hands the glasses back to Josh. Now I say, haven't heard that one before. 
when was the last time you made someone laugh? Hurricane Katrina? <laughs> Zing. That's a good one. I would have been proud of myself for that. <laughs> the crowd roars. A businessman gets up and does a somersault. People in front of the row in the front row are hyperventilating from laughter. Carrot Top puts on a giant clock and backwards hat and resembles Flavor Flav. Carrot Top, record scratch motion. Fuck you, bitch. Suck on my dick. Man, Carrot Top. Rough stuff, bro. Wowie. Crowd loses it. Soccer Mom pulls out her floppy tits and begins swinging. Interesting reaction. I say then, I hope you mistake a real gun for a pop gun and blow your brains out. Then you'd be funny. And the crowd ooze. And I say, guys, I had a premonition. We must stop now and warn the world of the dangers of the oncoming coronavirus. It's bad in China. Italy is next, and it's already here. We must stop this and warn the world. And Caratop grabs my glasses again and puts on fake Bugs Bunny teeth. Rot row, ching chong, ancient Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> I then bitch slap Caratop and grab my glasses. I say, good one, Adolph Ginger. Ha <laughs> ha. And then I clear my throat. I say, look. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, a Christian or a Muslim, or a feminist. We can all agree we need to stick together. This virus, COVID-19, is spreading fast. But there's already a virus that has been doing laps around the globe long before this. Do you know what it is? Do you? It's a virus called ignorance. And it's got a mutation closely related to it called apathy. And really respectable scientists have proven if you put this virus in a Petri dish with a few other elements, you get something called hatred. Now I could change. Now I could choose to lob hateful obscenities at my opponent. I've done it before. I'm not perfect. On my journey, two roads converged, and I chose the one less traveled. Oh, by the way, y'all, which road is the most traveled? The one leading to Caratow's mom's house. Boom! Suck my dick. The <laughs> audience gives respectful golf claps. Caratop, you're right. Now is not the time for racism. Now is the time we all tell the world what's coming. I love all my fans, no matter what race or creed, especially if they give me money. Carrot Top begins to scream. Veins begin popping out of his head. He's sweating profusely. He rips his pants down, his cheeks spread. His asshole pulsates and expands. Carrot Top screams in agony. agony. A snare drum and a hi-hat drops from his anus. Carrot Top turns toward the drums, but does a rim shot. The crowd chants, Martyr, Potter, Martyr, Potter. Jeff Ross says, the joke of the night, not as funny as a soccer mom's droopy plate of tits. You're going to Hollywood, kid. Tom Hanks says, bravo. Boris Jobs Johnson says, job well done, old chap. The crowd lift up, lifts up Josh Lake. It's out of the scene of Rookie of the Year, chanting, martyr. Men in black with micro- Microsoft logos on their suits storm in and wipe everyone's memory. One made it out with the transcript for the night. And that man is Magic Johnson. I'm Magic Johnson, and I have AIDS. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> That's why I didn't remember it. Uh, yeah, man. It's crazy. I appreciate you uh, reading. I didn't realize uh, that was like Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy uh, combined. But, dude, you brought uh, – you were one of the first people to warn, like, the serious danger of the coronavirus. And, yeah, you know, I'm always ahead of the curve on disease. Yeah. And uh, – <laughs> And the ales of the world. Yeah, man. And you had some good singers versus Carrot yeah. Top. Of course. You know, I got to throw in a couple jokes, a couple yucks. Yeah. <laughs> man, well, I uh, I appreciate you uh, doing the pod. It's been a fun time, man. Uh, uh, you know, it's great to know that you almost saved the world and uh, that yeah. you've 
fingered a chick in a, in a dark ride, which we all have. It's a, it's a passage yeah, of, of manhood, you know? I hope one day we can get back to a world where we can all finger a girl on a dark ride again. It'll happen soon. You know? It, yeah. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. <laughs> I hope so. That's all. That's, that's the American dream right now. That is. But, yeah, we're going to sign off on that, guys. Thank you for listening. All right. Thanks for having us. Sticky and so sweet, you were there for me.